0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the College Podcast. In today's episode, we have a very action-packed episode. Uh, to begin, me and Butsy are going to be talking some NBA. We're going to start by talking about the Celtics and how dominant they have been. And then we're going to follow that up by talking about a team who has been much less dominant in the Memphis Grizzlies, talk about the problems going on with them there over in Memphis. And then after that, Zwick and Butsy are going to come on and they're going to talk a little NFL, do a betting preview for the weekend. And then finally, after that, Swick, Butsy, and I are going to go over some college football betting and get the preview for that week. So very uh, fun episode, a lot in there, and I can't wait to get started. So without further ado, here is Butsy and I. All right, I'm here with Butsy. We're going to begin by talking about the Celtics. Uh, They're coming off of a 41, I think, point win over the Washington. No, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. no, no.
0: Also over the Pacers, not the Wizards. Oh, oh,
1: you were going to start with the Wizards. My bad, my bad. My. No, my I was bad. talking about pick.
0: the, I was going to start with the Pacers, but then I said, I was Wizards. 51. Yeah, I was 51 over the Pacers and then 40 something over the Wizards. Uh, Wizards, I expected them to put like 50 up on Pacers. I did not expect them to do that. Um, I'm a big Pacers guy this year. I think that their team's really good. Uh, I think they're really young and their defense isn't great, obviously, but Nonetheless, I thought they were gonna give the Celtics some trouble, especially because Pacers beat us at home in a game I was at last year. Um, they were without Tyrese Halliburton. Nonetheless, the Celtics played about a perfect basketball game. Um, and I don't know where to start. So where do you where do you want to start with, Butzy? I mean, let's just
1: start with the offense, because the offense is is unbelievable at the moment. Um one fifty five last night. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous how we're playing right now. Uh, 57% from the field. 57% from three is just special. 96% from the line. I mean, this team is just clicking on all cylinders right now. Um, They are really, really fun to watch. They're playing really great basketball. After the Knicks game, I was a little concerned about how long it would take for this team to get clicking offensively. And it seemed like it took about a game. Like, they kind of just needed a feeling feeler out game, feeling out round. They call it in boxing against the Knicks. Uh, and then they've exploded ever since. They're taking care of the teams they should take care of. they're putting away bad teams early and often. Um, the the starters combined for I think 90 something points yesterday and didn't even play in the fourth quarter. So like this this team is is really fucking good and really fun to watch at the moment. Uh, Tatum is looking like the early MVP candidate 30 points, 12 rebounds, four assists. Uh, he's played pretty flawless basketball. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just very excited because this is really fun to be a part of at the moment. I know it's really early in the season, but it is,
0: it's, it's so fun. I've, this team is so fun to root for. I think I've been in a bunch of tech chains. I think it is the most fun and most talented team we've had to root for in our lifetime. You have to remember, we were not alive for the eighties and all that. Um, when the team was probably no. comparable to, I mean, I know that's an overstatement because there's a bunch of hall of famers on those eighties teams, but still it feels like, um, Talent wise, maybe the Celtics are about as comparable to those teams as ever before, and this team is just—I'm in love with it right now. Um, just some stats: they are number one in points, number one in field goals made, um, number two in field goal percentage, number th- number two in three pointers made, uh, number sorry, number five and three point percentage, and what I thought was interesting: they're number one in rebounding, and they're also uh, uh number seven in blocks. So it's pretty obvious that as well as their offense is clicking, their defense is looking completely different um, than last year. I thought last year they did not put an emphasis on defense, but this year they look very locked in on the defensive end. And you can tell that that is the focal point of what they've been working for and towards. Um, There's so much to start with. I want to talk first about pacing. Their pacing is so much better. They are much faster and a more up-tempo team. Um, but they can also slow it down too, like they did last year. But I thought last year they took too much time to make a decision. Almost felt like they were trying to find the perfect opportunity to, to, you know, attack the basket rather than slowly picking apart the offense, but also you need to take what the offense gives you. Right. So I thought they were picking apart the offense too much when they should have been, you know, taking what the defense gave them and looking to score at all opportunities to score. And I think this year they're doing that. they, they they just look very locked in, but um, I like that you can't really force them to get off their game plan. And when they do, they can they can fix it pretty quickly. Um, and I also think the coaching has been a lot better. Uh, all those assistants and you know other guys brought in to help out Joe Missoula. Uh, I think that's paid off dividends so far. And I think you can see it, right?
1: Yeah, I would say so. Um, I I think Joe really learned a lot last year. Just across, you know, all of his experience that he had mainly in the playoffs, uh, with the timeouts and the substitutions and the lineups, but this team is is different, and I think it, it makes it easier on him, personally, uh, to not have to make as many difficult in game coaching decisions right now. Obviously, that can change come playoff time, and we'll see how he does when, you know, the big lights are on him and it really matters. But right now, he's been kind of just rolling out the ball to these guys and saying, "Have fun, go play," and they're playing incredibly together. Um, Obviously, we knew that Tatum, Brown, and White were going to play well together because they have been for a couple of years now. But, you know, adding a guy in like Drew Holiday who just fits seamlessly pretty much into any NBA team has been a huge addition. He's been a great facilitator, been a great on-the-court leader with a, you know, ball handler, all that stuff. He's been moving the rock well. I've just been a really big fan of what we're doing. And it's not like we're doing it, not, not one, there's no one player that's doing it. You know, like this yeah. is a very balanced team effort. Like last night was Tatum's night, but against the um, Wizards, I, it was against the Wizards, it was, it was kind of Jalen Brown. Like, and, and then Jay, Jason Tatum obviously played well in that game too. But like,
0: and then you know, against the, through... uh, against the yeah. what was it? Against the Heat, right? It was the Derek White night, and then the first night was yep. uh, the Kristaps Porzingis night. Like, <laughs> right? Every single we have, night they, they just have start. so
1: many guys that can that can hurt you. Uh, but like, Kristaps had 13 last night. Derek White 18. Tatum 30. Brown 16 and holiday 15 on all really efficient shooting. Like th- that's just who the Celtics are. They're deep. They're very talented and they're playing really well together. They're, they're, they're playing like a cohesive unit, uh, which I think is really fun. And it's kind of a switch up. Like there's, there doesn't seem to be a lot of, um, I guess on court controversy that, you know, you kind of get with a smart every now and then where he could, you know, cause a scene or something like that. This team just seems to be rolling and it's going to be interesting to see when this team does run into controversy because it will come you know we will lose a game and that we shouldn't or you know we'll have a total, total game with a really good team like the bucks and the nuggets and it'll be interesting to, to it, interesting to see i think i said that like 10 times now but how they respond in the in those moments and how joe responds in those moments but max well, i really like what you said when you were talking about the the defense their defense has looked so much better this year like you said it's a point of emphasis and that's what got us to the finals a couple of years ago with Ime. Like, it, we backed on our defense. Granted, we're more talented offensively, so we can lean on that a little more this year. But that defense that we had with Ime was the best defense in the league, and it got us to the finals. Uh, Combine, you know, he doesn't need to be a top one defense, but like even a top seven, eight, six defense combined with our offense that we have right now, which is number one in the NBA, this team could go really, really far.
0: Also, our defensive guards, I mean, you bring in Drew Holiday and your defense completely changed, and then you also bring in Chris Porzingis, who most of his career, and I think I've even said it on this podcast before he was a Celtic, um, I've questioned, questioned, questioned. That sounds weird, weird that word. Um, questioned? Questioned, there it is. Uh, his defensive ability, I was always like, I didn't know if he had necessarily, I couldn't tell if he was not giving a fuck or if he was genuinely like a bad defender, because I, I always, the whole thing with Porzingis is that he's so big, but he doesn't play like a big guy. And that was the whole knock on him. But now we're seeing a completely new Porzingis. Um, he played like this in the Wizards too, but I think the defense really comes when you're in a team that's locked in that emphasizes defense. I think it's easier to defend and play your butt off and you're seeing it with him. He's really taking a step here. Um, Defensively, he's been an anchor and he's, you have Drew Holiday and him coming in. It, this team is completely different, but with two massive anchors that are really they're it's just impressive how much they're changing this team and yeah. how much the defense flows through both of these guys and how much of a one two punch they are. Um and then not to mention Derek White just blocking everyone. He has he, he's so good at blocking the basketball. It's it's ridiculous. I feel like he gets one uh highlight block a game.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I, I, don't want to get too ahead of ourselves here because we have played the Knicks, Heat, Wizards, and Pacers. Yeah, who are all not great. I mean, the 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 Knicks are good, the Heat are 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 decent. Uh, I, my hot take was that they weren't going to make the playoffs. That's not checking out so far. They actually look pretty solid. Um, and then the Wizards are, and Pacers are obviously not great, but you know, uh, this team like. I'm very excited. It's very fun to watch, but we need to play someone for me to kind of be like all bought in. Like if we go out and embarrass the Sixers in Philly, like that'll be a statement game to me where I'm kind of like, holy shit, this team actually, they they got, they got it. Like they have it. Um, But I think Jalen Brown and and Jason Tatum are progressing maturity wise. And I think that was one of my biggest things going into this year was they need to take that jump mentally uh, as leaders like it's time for them to step up and be the leaders of this team. And I think they're making the jump and it's going to be going to be really fun to watch. And they have great veteran leadership in Drew Holiday, like a great supporting cast of guys who will who can help them grow as leaders and then, you know, assist them in being leaders as well by f- not following them, like following in their lead, like supporting them as leaders. So it's going to be really fun to watch. I'm fucking, I'm really excited and really happy. That, that mention, this team is like, and this team is also almost built like perfectly.
0: I know. Like, I don't want to mention, say,
1: don't say that word, but
0: yeah. I and also I've just noticed like they seem so happy on the court. It, yeah. Last year there was just moments where you could tell there was something off. They look pissed, but it's been all smiles and hugs. And granted, they they look awesome, but it, it just feels different. There's an aura around this team that is uh, strikingly different than last year's aura. Um, the one downside for the team is the bench and the lack of size. Um, Brissette is getting a lot of playing time and he's looking good. Um, I do think our bench is our biggest problem. I don't know how you fix that. I think you have to go out and get someone. Cornet's clearly not the answer. Um, and Keita, Niemis Keita has been injured, so maybe he can come in and help out a little bit. But I would like to see them consolidate someone and get a better big guy. Uh, I don't know who's necessarily available right now I think it's hard to hard to say but uh there's always buy-in guys available and I think later on in the season guys are going to want to uh ring chase a little bit so there'll be you know some guys that get traded at the trade deadline and then get bought out and the Celtics come in and scoop them up so I'm not terribly afraid of that right now but I do think from the early showings the bench really needs to step it up I don't really know why Jordan Walsh isn't playing I know he was in Maine last night so he didn't have the opportunity to but I thought he should have gotten in in the Wizards game and he did not so he must not be showing something at pro- at pro- uh, practice, and granted, he's not the biggest player, but I do think he could help them uh, defensively as a larger guy. But other than that, like the de- the the bench is the kind of one glaring weakness of this team. Um, but other than that, like you said, this team is built essentially kind of perfectly. Without saying, it. you don't want to
1: say it. You don't want to yeah. say it. But but like, it, it, I mean, you have your your cornerstones, your franchise at the two and the three or the three and the four, I guess. And then you have a seven, three guy. And then you have probably the best veteran point guard in the league or one of the best, sorry. in Drew holiday. And then you have Derek white, who is just the, one of the best utility
0: guys in the NBA. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go to a team that's struggling here in Memphis. The Grizzlies are and five and they've lost to some really bad teams. In fact, they've lost to a good amount of bad teams. Um, they are looking terrible. Jaws still going to be suspended for a while, and they—I don't know what—I don't know what to say. Like, I, I do you have any inclination as to what's going on there in Memphis?
1: I I just think they're really bad. Like, I I I know Jaws is is gone, but this team is just bad. Like, they're they're not a good basketball team straight up. You know, they're shooting forty two percent from the field, which is 29th ninth 29th in the league. Like. You know, they're averaging 106 points per game, which is 21st. They're tied for 23rd and rebounding. This team is just not good. And I I think jaw is a big part of it, but I don't think like I don't love the roster. I don't love yeah. the guys that they have on their team right now. I think Marcus Smart is actually not a really good fit in Memphis. No, at all. Also, Marcus, they Smart. Enough...
0: Derek Rose are their starting guards. That's not right. good.
1: That's bad. And you don't have enough talent to surround those two to the point where they could be like smart, could be just an on court leader and a, and a hustle guy and a defensive guy like they kind of need him to score. And if you're starting Derrick Rose, who, you know, all love to Derrick Rose, because I'm a huge fan of his have been for a very long time. He's old and he, he's kind of he's he's lost it a little bit like, you know, he might give you the most emotional 50 point game ever, but that's one in a million like he's scoring maybe 10, 12 a night, like he's just not that guy and he's not that good right now. This, no, he's like he's I, I mean, the, this team's just bad. Like, I, I, what's going on is this team stinks.
0: Yeah, and like you said, I mean, there's a bunch of injuries, right? Um, They've they've lost Brandon Clark. They've lost um, Steven Adams for the year. And you're seeing what a team built around Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain looks like right now, and it's not good. Marcus Smart, I, I agree with you. A, I, I'm so happy he's off the Celtics. I know he was the heart and soul or whatever. Marcus Smart was always a Celtic that drove me fucking crazy. Um, You'd love him every once in a while, and then most of the time he was doing boneheaded plays, and he drove me nuts. Uh, I don't mean to slander the man. He did a lot for the team, and he got us a lot of wins, but he also put us in a in position to lose a lot. And I was, I've watched Memphis a bunch this year trying to figure out what's going on with them, and there's a lot of those times when Marcus Smart is like, oh, it's takeover time for me. I need to step up. And he does not make a lot of shots when he does that. Um, or he'll make like a terrible pass, whatever. I mean, these guys just plainly can't score and their defense is bad um, and their pacing is bad. Like there used to be fun and fast, obviously, because Ja just had the ball in his hands all the time and was able to move it up the floor, pass the ball really well and was so fast and had you know such a great vertical that he could get it up the floor quick and efficiently and either get to the rim or pass it out or get something going they just don't do that anymore and then defensively jaron jackson jr i don't know where i stand on him because i feel like i go back and forth on him every year i I, he's objectively a good player he's that's that's a fact that's a statement but great player i don't know and he's still young whatever there's a lot of flawed, flawed aspects of his game that I think are being highlighted here because you're taking away your safety, at, your safety piece and jaw. I mean, he's hitting threes a little bit, which is nice, but his jumper looks fucking nuts. Now, that's not really an issue. The real issue is he's a big man who doesn't rebound the ball extremely well, and he fouls crazily. And, you know, first couple of years in the league, you're like, all right, You'll get through. You'll get correct with the timing, and you'll stop fouling as much, and you'll you'll get everything. But he's been in the league a while now, and he still fouls a ton. So I don't know how you fix that. And I mean, they just—it's evident they need a center, like a, to go behind him and push Jaron Jackson up to the uh, power forward. I, I like Cedric Tillman's not it. He stinks. I'm sorry. did, like, they,
1: did they just sign Bismack?
0: Oh, sorry, Xavier Tillman. Cedric Tillman is on as a Tennessee player. Um, they might have just signed Bismack. Yeah, but. like that's not your answer you need to sign like like there's a robert williams trade sitting there for you you have a bunch of pieces like santi aldama you have you know you know pieces like young guys uh that are on your team that you can get rid of to bring in um robert williams and as much as that would hate that would hurt me as a fan i i still think like you need to go get a solid big man like robert williams you know he would fit perfectly
1: yeah he would um but I like he would fit perfectly in the front court. Like th- that's not, in my opinion, that's not really the big issue. The issue is the their backcourt and their just absolute lack of scoring. I mean Desmond Bane's their leading score right now, um, yeah. which is no knock on Desmond Bane because he's pretty good, but like, you know, he's averaging. Sorry, where is it? He's averaging twenty four point six. Yeah, points per game, which is pretty good, but that's it. Like that is the that is the limit of their scoring. Is one guy having have you know. Averaging 25 and that's it. Like their offensive production is through the floor. Um, although I don't want to discount them too hard. Max, uh, I got a fun stat for you. They lead the league in loose balls recovered per game. Yeah. That's I mean, what Marcus that's, a, Marcus, that's what Marcus smart, smart brings yeah. to you. brings to the table and they're yeah. fifth in deflections per game. So, you know, they have something going, man. He um, also brings
0: four turnovers a game.
1: <laughs> yeah, he does. And he'll bring many ill-advised shots as well. But yeah, this team is just bad. Like their their offensive production is terrible. Their defense is is really bad too. And I will say, like, what I think complements those two things is the fact that Jaw's missing, and everyone knows why Jaw's missing. And the whole story behind that has been so poor that this team is struggling to find any energy to go out and play every night. Like they, I feel like they're one of the, you know, a team that doesn't really have a lot of excitement because there's so much bullshit that's clouding them and, yeah. and, and surrounding them that they can't <clears throat> excuse me as a as a franchise focus on basketball
0: yeah that you're spot on there um i i don't know what they do like this is obviously just a turning point for the team right here uh especially with, if jock ja comes back and fucks up again i think you start looking to you know maybe blow change it up that relationship and blow, blow it up. up yeah which is crazy to say because he's probably one of the most famous people in memphis um like I lived in Tennessee. Ja is I didn't live in Memphis, I lived in Eastern Tennessee. It doesn't matter. Like even over there Ja is everything. <laughs> um and I don't think like I think it's easy for us to sit here in New Hampshire and talk about like Memphis moving on from Ja because you you go to the draft looking for guys like him, but if he's unable to play, stay on the court, uh you're going to have to look to move on and sell him while he's high. That being said, I do th- I believe in Ja Morant. I think he'll come back and I I, th- I think he's been reprimanded. I, like, I I thought this was kind of an over-punishment for everything. Like I thought the suspension was a little bit overkill. I think we all agreed on that. Um, I disagree. Really? I disagree
1: because for a couple reasons. One, it wasn't like a one-time thing. There were true m- multiple events leading Please. up to it. And number two, I think the NBA and, and Adam Silver was looking to set a message about what we want out of our players and, and who we want representing our brand. And that punishment, you know, you guys call it kind of harsh. It's like you're getting paid X amount of dollars, you know, millions upon millions, tens of millions. You have your own sneaker, right? You just came out with your own sneaker with Nike. You're probably one of the best rising young athletes in the sport. You're known worldwide and you're still going out and you're doing shit like this. Like that's, a that it's, I, in my, in my opinion, it's a just punishment given everything, uh, multiple, you know, occasions that led up to the, to the big one, to the one that ended up getting him suspended, you know, uh, on top of everything that he has meant to Memphis and, and Tennessee, like you were saying, Max, I think it's a fair punishment. I think it's just a, but it's, if this doesn't straighten him out, then I don't think anything ever will. And he might not actually play in the NBA again. It's my hot Crazy. take.
0: Wow. Crazy to think about Um, real quick in season tournament starts Friday. Does. I don't know. I don't know what that means, to be honest. I've tried to understand it. I'm still, I think I need to see it first to understand it better. Um, But because these are like sporadic games throughout the year or throughout. The yeah, next it's month. so weird. It's kind of confusing. So I think weird. we're going to need to see it first before to understand it. But I'm excited to see that. Uh, Grizzlies will be playing the so, Trailblazers in that one.
1: So do are all of the NC. So are all of the NBA games tomorrow in season tournament games?
0: Yeah, I believe so.
1: OK, that's that's what it looks like. So we have Pacers, Cavs, Bucks, Knicks. Heat Wizards it's, Thunder yes, the Warriors Eastern
0: Conference first section right,
1: and then plus the Trailblazers, Grizzlies, and oh, Nuggets Mavericks.
0: That's a yeah. All right. I
1: it think. just seems like it's a normal NBA Friday night, like scheduling wise. And then they just were like, "Hey, these games matter for a, a stupid tournament that we're putting in to try and make the regular season mean
0: more." In my I'm opinion,
1: excited. I don't think that's going to happen.
0: Really, I, I hope, really I don't. Hope it does. I hope it. I does. do
1: too, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't really know if there's much you could do, Max. True. Like I really don't know if there's much that you can do to make the NBA regular season like mean more to players. Like but I they're feel like gonna, this
0: season's been pretty yeah. good. I mean, other than Beal, Booker, um, Joelle and Embiid, Harden, Bam, Bam. There's been some resting, but other than that, like there is. I I do think that it's been fun so far. I don't like know, this has been the best I, basketball so far. I feel like.
1: Well, I just. Uh, yes, first I mean yes, because we're Celtics fans but like i watched the clippers magic game last night or a couple nights ago dude that game was unwatchable in the first half it was I like 40 to 40 rough. it was like 45 45 in the first half like it was and it was bad basketball it was just turnover after turnover after mistake after just carelessness so it it's weird because i feel like there's a bigger gap than ever right now with the really good teams and the really bad teams
0: i like, kind of i kind of disagree like that that spurs clear or that lakers Clippers game last night was awesome. That Spurs Suns game was awesome. We've had a lot of like that Dallas-Memphis game was really good. Uh, the one that Dallas ended up winning. That was a really good one. Like there's there's been a lot of good games every week. And I do think that the like it's gonna, they're gonna start to even out a little bit. Or not even out. They're gonna start to the bad teams are gonna look really bad and the good teams. Go back to the
1: mean, regress to the mean.
0: Exactly. Um, but I do think like like that Pelicans Thunder game was awesome. The Hornets are frisky friskier than i thought um the rockets have life you know the spurs are young um I, I i don't i don't know i think there's less bad teams than there's ever been before and i don't think like maybe the talents consolidate at the top like the gap from let's say the the wizards to the celtics is extremely high yes i agree with that but i don't think there's as many teams um that are as bad as the wizards like i just think actually
1: that's... yeah you know what? that's a good point but the you're like my thing with the in-season tournament is you're never going to get rid of the bad midweek basketball.
0: True. That's you know, true.
1: like you're never going to get rid of the the Wednesday, meaningless Wednesday night games between two shitty teams. You know, and you have just watching on NBA TV and it's like unwatchable basketball, you know, true. I think that's always going to be there, but I, and I, it'll be interesting to see how these in-season tournament games go tomorrow and see what the environment's like. What do you think about the courts, by the way?
0: Uh, I'm. I don't know. I don't. I'm I think they all kind of stink. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of those, to be honest with you. But it is what it is, I guess. And I I, it's just more advertisement and marketing and all that shit. Um, I tell you one thing, David Stern would not stand for. Like, I, I don't like Adam, San, Adam Silver as a Ooh, GM. That for might the be game. a hot take. I don't think it is. I might be a hot player. Tip. He's too player friendly, and he's kind of. He needs to show. He doesn't show that he has any sort of balls on anything. He is. He like they. How did he let Harden get to the Clippers? How did he let Harden get where he wanted to? Like, how did he? How does he let um Joel Embiid not play? How does he let uh the Suns just not play their guys? Like, I don't know, man. It he's it's, he should. Well,
1: can you? Like, I'm trying to figure out if there's a real distinction between sitting out and injured. Like, if yeah, a guy's you, listed as injured, you're never gonna know. Like, I. I was confused as true. to why Beal was sitting. The you know, he's been sitting out all season so far. When he was playing in the free season, like it just in my mind that doesn't compute and make sense. But that's just the the new era of basketball, and they try to put in these new rules where it's like you got to play a certain amount of games. And who knows if the guys are going to anything? Get, but who knows if the guys are going to get to the games or even give a shit about getting to the threshold? Right? Like, true. If they're if they're, you know, who uh, they might not care about individual accolades as much as they would rather be healthy for the postseason you know but
0: i mean today today uh the they asked what's his face the frank vogel um they said like what is the timetable on devin booker and bradley beal and he said don't know there's no timetable for that right now so i I, it is a slippery slope but i do think it's kind of like the chicken or the egg argument it's like which came first uh were we heading towards a player empowerment era anyways or did Adam Silver come in and make it the player empowerment era through how lax he is, right? Like you can't really tell which.
1: Is yeah, which. it's it's hard it's hard to tell. Um, um, but yeah, but let's like let, the. Go ahead, sorry, me, say? one more thing. I was going to talk about the Harding because I wasn't on for that yeah, segment. Yeah. I was traveling, uh, but the whole Hardin situation was um, it was interesting. I didn't think Hardin had any bargaining power. Then in the end, he kind of had all of it. Um, okay. I don't. No, like I, in, my, it had to be that no one else wanted Harden, so that the Clippers stepped up and were like, "We'll make you an offer." And and Philly was like, "Okay."
0: Yeah, I think like that I, that
1: has to be it.
0: I uh, yeah, I I had heard that they like had stopped talking for a bit, um, but I I don't know. It, it's I, I'm excited for that to come out uh, later in the season or every, in the next couple of years. How exactly like it got done because it was in the middle of the night, um. 2 and it's not, yeah, and it sounded like they were off communications and then something brought them back in, but I'm not sure. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's it's a fun season. We're going to be back uh, to talk more in-season stuff when once it actually happens. I think we can provide more analysis on that um, once we actually see it, because I'm still kind of confused on what exactly it is, but I do know I'm going to be betting the hell out of it. Um, Let's take a quick break here, and then we're you, you and Zwick are going to come on for NFL. I'm going to leave.
1: All right. I'm here with Zwick to go over uh, an interesting NFL Sunday slate. Probably not one of the finest that the NFL has ever put out by any means. Huh? Uh, what, do, what a do you?
2: fantastic slate.
1: Why is it a fantastic slate? Run me through your thought process there.
2: Dolphins, Chiefs. Great game. Great game. Seahawks, Ravens. Good game. Cowboys, Eagles, Bills, Bengals. There are okay, there is some stinkers for sure. There are some <laughs> very stinkers. there
1: are some very I, funny QB matchups. There is definitely Colts
2: about. Panthers this week, that's for
1: sure. And there's also Bears Saints. Mm, there's Command also Patriots. there's and there's also uh <laughs> I think it's more the QB matchups are like really Yeah,
2: fun. yeah. I think I think we might see Brett Rippin versus
1: Jordan Love. That's going to be really fun to watch. Uh, Zwick, why don't we start uh, with the game of the week, in my opinion. I'm sure it's yours, too. And it kind of sucks mm. that it's overseas, across the pond, in Germany. But it's Dolphins-Chiefs. I just saw the Dolphins play in Miami. <clears throat> how did <does> that <clears> throat> go? Throat> Excuse me. Uh, let, me uh, let me tell you how it went. The Patriots are really bad. Uh, you, you watch them on TV, and you know that they're bad. But then you see <sighs> them play in person, 11 rows back in an end zone. And mm. you say to yourself, wow, Mac Jones really has the weakest arm in the NFL. Out of all 32 QBs in the NFL, I'm convinced yeah. Mac Jones has the weakest arm.
2: I think there might be a few backup quarterbacks who have a stronger arm.
1: Oh, 100%. Will Levis do He use a backup Andy Dalton? QB? Andy, Andy Dalton. Dalton
2: slings it. Probably right Alex
1: uh, Aiden O'Connell.
2: Oh, Aiden O'Connell. Brian Hoyer, maybe? Gunsling-
1: guns. A couple of gunslingers. Um. But they're bad. Uh, Mac Jones yeah. has a noodle arm. He makes bad reads and bad decisions. But we on up? the other, f- huh? Oh yeah, you we're no, up? no, no, no. We're rooting for losses after the after last week. We're rooting for losses every week right. now. Um, officially horrible. Mac Jones needs to go. Mm-hmm. Full rehaul of the franchise. We could have another discussion about that another day. But on the other side of the ball, we have the Dolphins. Um, and my oh my, is Tyreek Hill and our Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle really fast? Like they are. Two of the fastest humans I've ever seen. They catch it and they're like a like a dog, like a really excited dog. Like they're like on they're they're on the ground ready to go and they just dart in different directions and you can't you can't you can't catch them. They're just really fucking fast. Um so they're really yeah. exciting to watch. The Chiefs bad loss against the against the uh, Broncos last week's wick. Week.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I'm not worried. But no, I'm not worried.
1: Okay, let's get into the matchup. Let's get into the matchup.
2: Yeah, let's get into it. So Chiefs are two-point favorites in Munich. Or Frankfurt, they're playing. So in Germany, across the pond. Mm. Um, I like the Chiefs in this one. I don't think the Dolphins' defense can stop Mahomes and Kelsey, and I think it really boils down to that. And great coaching matchup, by the way. You know, just chess all around. And... Oh, God, I don't know. Tyree, see, this thing is, like, I like the Chiefs here, but Tyree Kill could just, like, destroy that so fast, like, so quickly.
1: Yeah, he's a game changer. I mean, he literally is a a, a zone breaker, they call it in basketball.
2: Yeah. I'm still taking the Chiefs. I don't love it. I would not bet the Chiefs. I think this game is going to be awesome. 9.30 in the morning game um, for those of us on the East Coast. So... I'm very excited to set my alarm to wake up and watch Chiefs-Dolphins. I think that's going to be awesome. So I could not tell you who's going to win this game. I, I, yeah. I tells me the Chiefs, but this game could have 100 points scored.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I don't know, and I, I haven't looked into this, and I want to because it's going to be a big determinant in who wins this game, in my opinion, the travel schedules of each team. Mm, the, earlier, the earlier you go to London, the better off, or sorry, uh, Frankfurt, the better off you, they, the you know that team will be, in my opinion, because you get there, you get acclimated. Uh, we saw, we saw what happened to the Bills when they traveled Friday, stayed up all day Saturday, slept, and then played Sunday. They were terrible, and they were fucking, you know, really tight physically, and and yeah. suffered a lot of injuries. So, uh, travel schedule will be a huge uh, part of this game, in my opinion. I'm with you, dude. I, I I can't tell you who's gonna win this game. I really can't. Like, it's just. It's it's going to be a great matchup. I'm going to go Chiefs because I do think that they're going to have a huge bounce back week this week. I'm worried about the Chiefs' offensive weapons, though, I will say. Uh, Rasheed Rice had a couple drops. His receivers, Sky Moore, had a drop. Like The receivers were not playing great. Um, Kelsey's obviously still Kelsey, but the, Mahomes needs a little help from his receivers. He isn't getting it right now. Uh, they're going to do a lot of work this week, and I think they're going to be ready to go on Sunday. I also don't believe that the Dolphins are that for real yet. What do you mm, think about that?
2: That's what I was gonna ask you. I was gonna say, whoever loses this game, are they on fraud watch?
1: I don't think the Chiefs will be on fraud watch. I think the Dolphins. It depends how the Dolphins lose. If they lose by a field yeah. goal, I'm yeah. not probably that. That actually probably made me feel better about them. Uh, or obviously if they win. But let me run. Let me run you through the teams the Dolphins have beat so far, and tell me if any yeah. of them are good. Okay. Chargers. Yeah. Are the Chargers good? No, not at all. Are the Patriots any good? No. <laughs> Are the Broncos good? They were last week, but no. Fair. Uh the Bills, who absolutely spanked them. Yeah. Uh, by 28. Might be,
2: Bills might be okay now.
1: Bills we'll might see. be all right. You know, eh. still feeling it out. Uh the Giants. No, terrible. Uh the Panthers. Slightly less terrible, but terrible. Uh lost to the Eagles by 14, and then they beat the Patriots. They haven't beat a legit team yet, Swick.
2: They have not. And this is their chance. So I think if the Dolphins beat Kansas City this weekend, we're gonna be having a whole different conversation about the Dolphins. But if they get blown the fuck out, like if KC wins by like 14 20 plus, we're gonna have we're gonna have a conversation about the Dolphins if they can really, really contend in the AFC. Because yeah, they scored 20 or they scored 70 points once. That was really cool. But that was like three weeks ago. We're past that. All right. We are. We are. So we're about to see what's going to happen, and I'm very, very excited.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a really fun game. I'm, I'm very, very excited for it. Let's move on to the next game that I'd like to discuss. Let's move on to the Seahawks Ravens. Mm, okay. I like this one. We got Ravens minus six at home, over under 44. Um, the Ravens put up a solid win in, uh where was that? Arizona last week. Yep, yep. They put up a good win in the desert. Uh, pretty commanding, controlling win from, from start to finish. And then the Seahawks probably should have lost that game if – if uh, if uh, what, what, what's his fucking name? Doesn't throw the pick. P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker threw a really bad pick with less than a minute left. Seahawks marched down the field and scored. What do yeah, you think, Swick? It was bad.
2: Yeah. Uh, ooh, How do we see this yeah. one going? I really, really want the Seahawks to win. Just virtue Bengals winning this division but i just i can't pick against lamar jackson is playing too good right now he's he playing out of his mind i think that he should be an mvp candidate as well no one's really talking about that the ravens are sitting at six and two i believe and they're six point favorites at home and i'm sitting here wondering about no way the ravens don't win by six points right I don't think I'm not in that. I'm not impressed with the Seahawks. They have not really had a super impressive win this year. No, no, they have not. And I just don't understand. Like it's only six. I'm taking Baltimore. I hope they lose. Yeah, I'm rooting against Baltimore, obviously, but I I just think they're way better of a team. Geno Smith has not looked that great. I think we're gonna have some. So a conversation about him when the season's over and we see how the Seahawks season pans out, but he has not looked, he has not looked fantastic this year. He's thrown some really, really bad picks and had some turnovers and the Seahawks offense just seems to stall out. Like Kenneth Walker seems like he's getting phased out a little bit, which is very it's weird. odd. It's bad. He had, Go he back had eight him. carries in the first half um, against Cleveland last week and four in the second half. So I don't know. I don't know about you, but I, I, I feel like as a coach, I'd want to give my best player the ball. It's usually
1: like, uh, that's, that's usually like what you do when you're trying to win football games. That's definitely one of my thoughts. I will say Jackson Smith and Jigba has looked really good as of late. Um, he's looked much more solid than he did at the bin in the first couple of weeks. Their passing game has been good, but it's been complimented by just no rushing game. And I don't know if that's because they're just phasing it out, the rushing game out completely, which is not what you should do at all when you have a great running back. Um, (laughs) So I, I don't know I want to see and I feel like I feel like the tools are there for the Seahawks they are I don't know I don't strong. know if Pete Carroll is struggling as a coach I don't really know what what's going on with them but I really do feel like they have the tools they have a pretty uh, they have an OKO okay line yeah Kent Walker's an absolute stud they have great wideouts Geno Smith I think is talented um obviously not having as good of a year as last year but they are like they are what's the record they're fucking they're five and two they're still five and two like all that being said they're still five and two i i i I, if they get blown out in this game it's going to be you know geno smith this geno smith that which is fair but i i I think they're going to be competitive in this game i don't think they're going to cover the six but i do think this is going to be a still a very very solid game um, The funny QB matchups I was talking about that are happening mm-hmm. this week. You ready for yeah. these? I'm so ready. Clayton Toon. Yes. TJ Walker. Yes. Finally. Must watch TV. <sighs> Josh Dobbs versus Taylor Heineke.
2: Actually. That's kind of fun. Jaron Hall is starting for the Vikings. Oh, not Dobbs? No, not okay, Dobbs. So Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall versus Taylor Heineke.
1: Okay. Daniel Jones versus Aiden O'Connell. <sighs> I don't know who's better, honestly. Tyson Bajant versus Derek Carr. <laughs> <laughs> Matton. Matton.
2: Oh, I, Will, I know you're.
1: Will Levis versus Kenny Pickett.
2: <laughs> that could be sneaky fun, now. That could yeah, be yeah, because Will Levis
1: fun. is sneaky fucking awesome.
2: Yeah, it might just and be and then
1: awesome. just the worst one: Sam Howell versus Mac Jones. <sighs> the QB and... play. I know we were talking about this before. Uh, it might have been like last week, but the QB play this year has been. It's been so bad,
2: very bad. Like, and and maybe this is only because I said during the offseason that the quarterbacks have never been better than they are be- right now. But, like, Jalen Hurts looked awesome last week, so I'll give him that. But overall, the season, he hasn't looked great. Burrow hasn't looked great. Mahomes hasn't looked great. Josh Allen hasn't looked great. Like, who's been the best quarterback this year? Tua?
1: Gotta be, right?
2: I mean... Lamar, Got
1: it. it's I'd probably Lamar, say Lamar. Lamar, Lamar right
2: now. But I mean, like, he had games earlier this year where he played really poorly. So, this it's a tight race for MVP right now. I don't it's know. It's a shitty I'm, race. It's a shitty, it's a tight, tight shitty, shitty race for MVP. I, I wonder if we'll see a non quarterback win MVP. Oh, I mean, we should talk about Tyreek Hill for MVP.
1: He's going to win offensive player of the year. Yeah, that's a lock. But MVP. I mean, who who in the who what what football player is
2: better than Tyree Kill right now? Like you playing put better. McCaffrey. Yeah, I'd put,
1: put McCaffrey in the in that in that debate in that in that conversation.
2: I wouldn't put McCaffrey ahead of him, but but he's he's, right he's there, close yeah. second. Yeah,
1: he's number two. For Not sure. even. Close, yeah. All right, let's do two more games here. Let's go to the NFC East: Cowboys and mm-hmm. Eagles. Great game. Um, I'm gonna open this with a question. Mm. Who's this a bigger game for the Cowboys or the Eagles? It's a great question.
2: I think, I think it's a bigger game for the Cowboys. Mm. I think this is a big game for Dak. Mm. Last year we watched him go into Philly and play horribly, horribly. And last year, I believe it was on Thanksgiving. We had Gardner Minshew go into Philly um, or go into Dallas, excuse me. And I, believe they won that game i believe that the eagles won that game so we get jalen hurts back obviously this he's healthy this year thankfully i think this is a huge game for the cowboys i think that they need to beat a true contender to prove themselves as a true contender go ahead Mm
1: -hmm. are you talking about the thanksgiving game yeah they lost the the eagles lost
2: Oh, the Eagles. Okay, all right. Well, the then. Eagles
1: lost. I I now it jog jogged memory I, when I was drunk on Thanksgiving. I remember watching the Eagles lose. Okay, okay. carry on, carry on, all carry right.
2: on. All right, my bad. I I think I mean you. We saw what Dallas they they laid an egg versus the Forty Nine ers, just absolutely abysmal. So I think that they have to at least this has to be a close game for anyone. I mean, obviously the Cowboys fans will believe in the Cowboys, but. For us to believe in the Cowboys as a true contender in the NFC, they have to win this game or at least be close. Because if Philly beats up on them, you know, obviously Twitter will go crazy, Instagram, social media will go crazy because it's the Cowboys. But they have to to prove themselves, in my opinion.
1: I agree. This is it, it you know, this is one of the games where we know the Eagles are really good. And the, for the fact that the spread is minus three kind of scares me a little bit because Vegas is kind of indicating here that the Cowboys are kind of for real. Like yeah. the, some, you know, if, if the Cowboys had played a bad game the week before, like this could easily be like five or six. But the fact that this is three is indicating to me that the Cowboys are legit. And if it was in Dallas, it might actually be Dallas like minus one or a pick em. So, because you usually give three points for home field advantage in the NFL or something like that close to, um, I don't think the Cowboys can keep up with the Eagles in my opinion. I don't. I yeah. I think the I think the Eagles are just too good all around. Um Cowboys are kind of mistake like they they're prone to making mistakes and I think the best team in the NFC the Eagles right now will absolutely capitalize on those mistakes. So, I think the Eagles win this game. I think they cover the 3 as well. I don't think the Cowboys have the juice to hang with the Eagles. I don't think they're that put together and organized uh, as the Eagles are because I would say the Eagles, when you think of, like, really well-oiled machines in the NFL, you kind of think of the Eagles. Like, I don't really – you want to put the Chiefs in there, but they're not playing great right now too. But the Eagles have just looked really solid on both sides of the ball all season so far. And the Cowboys have had their their times where they've looked really, really bad. But they've also had their times where they looked like the best team in the league for a little bit there early in the season. So I'm going to take the Eagles here, Zwick.
2: Yeah, I like it. I don't think anyone – in the league, maybe, but especially on the Cowboys, can guard AJ Brown right now. I mean, he's on an absolute tear. Um, I think this he's had five or six straight games with 125 plus yards, which is just insane. Um, yeah, I don't I don't see the cowboys being able to guard the Eagles in the secondary. Devontae Smith and AJ Brown are too good of a duo, not to mention yeah. Dallas Codder has been playing well. And Jalen Hurts looked phenomenal last week. He looked really good. Um, he looked just about flawless, um, minus the fumble and the tush-push, but I I'm not holding that against him at all. No, that happens. Yeah. So I like the Eagles here too. I just think I just think the Cowboys winning in Philly is like, it just feels impossible to me. Like, if that makes sense. Like, I just don't think they can do it. Like mentally and mm-hmm physically win in Philadelphia. It's like how like the Sixers can't win in Boston. Like they just can't do it. Like
1: the Patriots can't win in Miami.
2: Yeah. Like the Bengals can't win in no, they win everywhere. Never mind. They can't Uh, Bengals don't win in Cleveland. That's what I should have said.
1: Yeah, they don't win in Cleveland. That's true. Yeah. All right. You want to move on to the best game of the week? Actually, I know I said the Eagle the Chiefs game might be the biggest best game of the week this is the most intriguing game of the week. This is very we'll called the most intriguing game of the week. I'm going to let you take the floor. Here we got Bills Bengals, Bengals minus 2 over under 49 and a half. Zwick, take it away.
2: I'm very excited. Mm. I'm very very excited for this game. I think this is a statement game for both teams. For both teams, whether, you know, whoever whether whoever wins, I think is making a huge statement here because these are clearly Two of the AFC's best contenders. And I mean, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick against against Cincinnati, obviously, because I'm biased, of course.
1: The Joe but, Mixon uh jersey hanging on your uh yeah,
2: that is also signed, by the yeah. way. Yeah, oh so, that's badass. That's pretty yeah, badass. Pretty cool. Um yeah, I'm I'm picking Cincinnati, obviously. I mean, the listeners knew I was gonna pick Cincinnati, everyone knew I was gonna pick Cincinnati. I'm mm. gonna pick Cincinnati in every game. Well, I think this is going to be a really good game. I don't see the Bills defense being able to keep up with the Bengals offense. It's it's pretty much as simple as that. And I think the Bengals defense has looked a lot better these past few weeks, um, basically shutting down the 49ers offense in the second half last week. And the Bills defense has looked terrible. I mean, ever mm-hmm. since Pat went down, ever since they had suffered all these injuries, they did just trade for Sewell Douglas, which I think is a good piece for their secondary moving forward. But I still don't see this this defense being able to stop Joe Burrow, and if the offense plays like it did last week, I don't know if any this could defense.
1: be a route. It could be a route. It could be a route. It could um, be a
2: route. I'm not going to jinx a route, but it could be a route. So maybe I am going to jinx the route. But I like if you're the Bills here. I mean your your defense is not as good as Cincinnati. Cincinnati's defense looked awesome last week and a few weeks prior. And the Bills offenses looked mediocre at best. I mean, they have they have really big games, like they beat up on like the Raiders and Miami, but those are two subpar defenses as well. So it's in Cincinnati. Um, the Bengals are doing this cool thing where like each section, like one section wears black and one section oh, wears
1: orange. Oh, that's tough. So that's really that's cool.
2: Tough. So I, I I don't see how they lose on with the crowd doing that. You can't uh, I mean you can't. Yeah, you can't. So, I want to hear your thoughts because I'm very biased and I I'm very excited to watch this game because I have all the confidence in the world. So, if we lose, um yeah, I'll just be very sad. Very very sad and if we win, when we win, when the Bengals win, um you guys will hear about it next week on the pod and it'll be awesome.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I I concur. I think the Bills' defensive struggles are really real. Uh, these injuries have hurt them in a huge way. Uh, I know they added Rasul Douglas, like you said, but I don't think that really solves much. It might make it a little better and, and reduce damage control, but at the end of the day, I mean, the Bengals' defense looked unbelievable. Our Bengals' offense looked really, really, really good last week against the Niners. Uh, who you know we all acclaim their defense to be one of the best in the league and. The Bengals' offense looked like it did last year. Like the Joe Joe Burrow's fully back. Jamar Chase is is fully healthy, and and well, obviously he's healthy, but he's getting the ball now. Um, he's getting fed. It, it's they just look too good right now to bet against them, and I know that's such a recency bias thing to think, and that the fact that they're minus two kind of scares me. Uh, because Buffalo's due for a big game. They had a bye last week, right, Buffalo? No, Buffalo. Had... Oh, Buffalo played Thursday night. So they had, yeah. mini buy. They had a mini-buy. Yeah, mini-buy. Mini-buy. Um, I don't know how Sean McDermott does on mini-buys. I wish I had that stat on me. But yeah. anyways, I think the Bengals' offense is fully back and fully clicking, and I think they're going to absolutely expose this completely banged-up Bills' secondary. And the only way this could go south is if the Bills can get pressure on Joe Burrow. But the Bengals' O-line has been playing well, and I don't think that's going to happen. And... I think this is going to take an absolute hero effort from Josh Allen if they're going to want to win this game.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm, 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 I know I've, I've shit on the Bills, but there's obviously still a very good team who just happens to underport, underperform at times. But they still have Josh Allen, who is a freak, freak of nature. And they still have Stefan Diggs, who, you know, those two can hook up for long plays just about any time of the game. So it's definitely not going to be an easy game to win. No, That's for sure. But I think it's going to be an awesome one. And I'm just, I'm so excited. And I agree. And I really want to go to this game, but the tickets are like at least $500
1: to get in the door. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, it's bad. All right. Do you have anything else you'd like to discuss uh, for this upcoming NFL week? (laughs) Oh, do we want to, do we want to concoct a little teaser? Well, two teams, six. Oh, teams, yes. Caesar? Yes. Let's let's let's. All right, let's do something here. Um are you gonna do the route where you get points, or you're gonna do the route where you're just kind of picking a team to win? That might impact I think, what I do based on what you do. I think I'll go points. Okay, you're gonna get more points. Who uh who do you like get more points? We go six, right? Six, correct. I think I want to go. Why do we like Titans plus nine? Titans plus nine.
2: Ugh. I'm thinking about Eagles plus three. Honestly, bang I'm going Bengals plus four. Okay. I like that. Okay. Because they're minus two right now. Um, I think if they lose this game, they can eat it'll be by a field goal.
1: All right, there you go. That's 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 Wicks pick. Bengals plus four. Totally not a homer pick at all.
2: Not at all. Not even. Uh,
1: I'm gonna go Commanders plus nine. Mm. I'm gonna go Commanders plus nine against Patriots. Opposite of a homer pick. Well, it is kind of a homer pick because you want your team to lose. I want my team. I want my team to lose. Uh, I don't really know why the Patriots are three point no, favorites against up? anybody. Huh? They shouldn't be favored well, in any ever. They are the worst all team right, that is... All right,
2: Commanders plus three might be the lock of the century.
1: Might be the lock of the century. Commanders plus nine, the mega lock of the century. Mega so lock. So that's a little two-team teaser. We got the Commanders plus Not nine. Not biased. Not biased. They were biased. At all. Wrong. Wrong. You're wrong. You're incorrect. Wrong. Not right. Uh, Commanders plus nine, and the Bengals plus four. Mm. There you I have like it, it, ladies and gentlemen. That is the teaser. Uh, there's no shot. There's I'm, absolutely no chance. Yeah. So, all right, guys, thank you very, very much for listening. We'll be back on Tuesday with a little recap of the weekend, a little college recap, NFL recap, and a review of some NBA games as well. So thank you all for listening and peace.
0: All right. I'm back now with Swick and Buttsy. We're going to be doing some college football, uh, talk. There's some fun games. We've got Notre Dame Clemson. We've got Texas A&M Ole Miss, Kansas state, Texas, uh, and then you got the Army Air Force game, which probably won't be that fun because Air Force is fucking good. We got Missouri, Georgia, Florida State, Pitt. OK, OK, State, Penn State, Maryland, uh, Virginia Tech, Louisville. And I'm trying to look here. There's not really. A... Oh, Washington, USC, which I think is where we want to start either there or LSU, Alabama. Which one do you want to start with? Your calls, let's, let's put yeah. let's start with LSU, Bama. That yeah, one. this one. That's this one's stable. gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, this is gonna be a lot of fun in Bama. Um th- this is just a classic rivalry game, one of the biggest rivalry games of the year. LSU heading to Bama behind JD Daniels taking on Jalen Milro. I don't know where to go with this one. I think Alabama is um I don't I man, I don't know. Cause like every week they they're they're looking like they're getting a little bit better. But LSU has looked pretty solid all the way throughout. I mean, that game against Army, especially, they blew them out 62-0, but Army's bad. Um, The loss to Ole Miss was kind of a weird game. I kind of want to throw that one out. And then the first loss was to Florida State. I feel like LSU has been kind of locked in bet- longer than Alabama has, but at full strength, I'm thinking Alabama is probably better, but I, I don't really know what to think here. I know I like – uh. Jaden Daniels better than Jalen Milroe I know that much, and I think putting your, you know, um, in college football, I think backing the better quarterback is usually kind of the way to go. Uh, so I'm gonna pick LSU here, getting the upset in Bama. But Zwick, what do you think? Yeah, I'm actually with you on that. I like the Tigers. Um, obviously, it's
2: super hard place to play. You know, one of the best college coaches of all time going up against. Um, it's not too easy. Um, it's gonna be a challenge for Brian Kelly and the Jaden Daniels led offense, but I think they can do it. I re- I really do. Um, Jalen Milrow has looked, you know, less than impressive. We've talked about many times this year, and just hasn't been able to put it together. And Alabama has been better. They have they've looked a lot better in the past couple weeks, but I still like the Tigers here. I just think that you know, everyone's doubting them out, everyone's saying, Oh, Bama's back, Bama's back. You know, there's a reason that Alabama is only favored by three points. So, exactly. I like LSU here, and I'm I'm taking I'm taking the Tigers. Uh Butsy, you riding that with us?
1: Nope. Uh, I'm going to go with Alabama. I think Alabama wins here. Their seasons on the line. They're playing every game like it's the national championship. Like they have to. They have to win out if they're going to want a chance in the college football playoff. And the reality, re, with the reality. Is they do still have a chance at the college football playoff. They have to win out, uh, and they have to go beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. And I think they can do it. I think Bama's defense is gonna slow down Jaden Daniels and that LSU offense. I really do. Uh LSU, when they play real defense, have struggled. Um, they're like they're really, really an electric offense, but I, I think Bama will do enough to slow them down. Now, the other side of the ball, LSU's defense is fucking terrible. Bama's offense has been playing better the past few weeks. Milrose has been playing better the last few weeks. I think Alabama gets it done at home. I do. I really think they win this game. Um, It's a do or die for them. You could say it's a do or die for LSU too. I, I I don't want to count out Saban. I don't want to count out Alabama. I don't want to count out Saban. I'm going to go Alabama minus the three at home against LSU. I think this is going to be an incredible fucking game, but give me the
0: tide. All right, USC and Washington, number twenty ranked USC at home taking on number five ranked Washington. My head is saying, looking at the storylines, you have the better quarterback. Arguably, I don't think it's that arguable. I think Caleb Williams is better than uh, Penix Jr. But nonetheless, you have Caleb Williams. He struggled the last couple of weeks, um, taking on an elite Washington team, one that is looking to win it all this year. At home. This feels like a do or die game for USC before they really start to have questions about the program. And I I think all that and I go towards USC, but their last game, they played a UCal team that is bad. And they won by one point. And this Washington team just doesn't give up. You know, they they take care of their business all the time. And granted, some of the games have been close, like Arizona State, but um I just I I feel I have more faith in this Washington team because they're more well rounded. USC has a bad defense still, and it seems like there's something going on uh, over there and down there in Southern California. It feels like maybe there's some heat towards Lincoln Riley a little bit. Um, I, I don't know. It, it seems a little messier than I think people are understanding down there. And I'm gonna ride with Washington here. I I I'd, but the, I would not be surprised if Caleb Williams has the game of his life and beats Washington and kind of dismantles them. But at this point. I think he's been having to have like the game of his life to get wins just because of how bad this defense is. So I'm going Washington here. Butsy, what do you think? I agree. I think USC's
1: dead. I think they're absolutely dead in the water. Uh, Washington with a really unconvincing win last week against Cal, right? They won by one. Yeah. I think that was a fluke. I think that was a big letdown spot for them. I think they're going to come out this week ready to go. I think USC is absolutely fucking dead. Caleb Williams... Is now, according to a mock draft, not even supposed to be the number one overall draft pick. It's supposed Crazy. to be Marvin Harrison now, which I think is ridiculous.
0: That's not what um, the on mock draft but yeah.
1: They did have, uh, it was the Cardinals had the first pick okay, according so to the mock know. draft, and they were going to take Marvin uh, Harrison Jr., and then the Bears were going to take Caleb Williams, which was more, pretty interesting to see. But you know who no. was number five in the mock draft? Michael Penix. Patriots. Guess who they were projected to get? Drake Penich. May. Oh, that Drake would be Penich. really fucking Penix. Drake May over Penix all day crazy no no swick? no, yes, no i agree
2: no i agree okay with
1: you. yeah anyways back on track here i think usc is absolutely dead i think their season's over i think washington's gonna light them up i just was looking at this game the, the lines the over under uh i don't know if you guys saw it don't look don't look don't look swick don't look swick don't cheat I, okay if you had to take a guess what would it be
2: actually i did already see it but oh, i you
0: dick yeah i know but max I'll- do you know First off, I was thinking that Drake May would have been off the board at five, and that's why I was saying Penix. I think he's <laughs> better for the record. Um, What was the question again?
1: What is the total for the Washington-USC game, according to oh, Vegas? Is, is it going to be like
0: – it's going to be – fuck. It, there's no way it's 100, but I feel like – 100? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's close. I mean, they hit 99 last game. Um, uh, I'm going to say 65 and a half.
1: 76 and a half. Holy 76. shit. That
0: that is an unbelievable I want to bet this over. Dude, me they too. have I'm gonna so they, they have fun. They have like a crazy over and then they have a crazy under like the Iowa game under is the lowest under.
1: 30, it was 29, 28. Yeah, it was
0: 28 now. and a half, I think. Has that was that last weekend or this week?
2: I think it's this weekend. Yeah, it's so we should weekend. bet the over Iowa and, the under. and Northwest.
0: Yeah, yeah Iowa, Iowa and Northwest. Western is 30 my, and a half right now. That's fucking crazy. We should bet the over and the under. So the yeah. over on the on yeah. the high over and the under on All right. the low. Our
2: two legger for this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Not under.
0: possibly miss. Yeah. Under
2: 30 and a half Iowa Northwestern. <laughs> over 76 and a half USC
0: Washington. Go ahead and lock that down, up. Down. Down. <laughs> go, go ahead and lock that up. Our main but play of the day.
1: Coming full circle here. Washington <laughs> gets it done over a dead USC team. Pennix has a bounce back game. This Washington team has a bounce back game. They got put number fifth in the polls. They went out. They're going to be in, and they have to. They have to prove to the committee that they're that they're deserving of a a playoff spot.
0: Um, Okay, there's not really there's like some fun matchups, but I don't think there's anything like really worth going into like too deeply. Oregon State, Colorado. I think we're seeing what Colorado's like. I don't think this is going to be much of a game here. Um, Purdue, Michigan. Michigan's going to blow out Purdue. California, Oregon. I think Oregon will take care of that. Louisville Virginia Tech same thing Penn State Maryland same thing Oklahoma versus OK State's actually a fun game cuz Oklahoma is looking pretty good right now um and it is in Stillwater so I actually that that is a game where I could see there being an upset so I do think that one's kind of fun um and it's on you know ABC 3:30 p.m. that's that's going to be one I'm excited to watch uh, I think Florida State's going to get done very easily against Pitt Georgia versus Missouri is one I don't know if you guys want to talk about that one but I I, th- I still think Georgia's going to beat Missouri here. Um, I'd be pretty shocked if they didn't. Um, Notre Dame-Clemson, I know the line's only three. There's a bad Clemson team. It's in Clemson. I think this game is watchable in case, that, in case of somehow – I mean, I think this game's watchable because I think Notre Dame's going to get a big win here, and then I think there's going to be some questions about Dabo, which is crazy. I know, I know, I know that's crazy. I know – but it's so, not even that crazy anymore. It's not it's that not. crazy anymore. I was just gonna say it's literally not. Uh, Kansas State, Texas—that's a fun game. But I do think Texas gets that one done there. And then Texas AM, and Ole Miss—I still I think Jackson darks gonna be able to get it done. Are there any? Do you guys think of any upsets from the games I just mentioned, or do you think all the teams? Are well, gonna be do able we to do
1: it? You not want to talk about one of the some of the games because some of these games are like worth worth. Yeah, worth let's spending talk time on.
0: Yeah. So okay, let's start with uh, Oklahoma, OK State. Um. Buttsy, do you think Oklahoma can get it done?
1: Yeah, 100%, 100%. Uh, he, Oklahoma is the better team right now. Uh, they did just lose to Kansas last week. I think it's a fluke loss. I think this team is really good still. Um, Oklahoma State is a team that everyone kind of wrote off at the beginning of the year. But they've been playing really good ball lately. This is gonna be a really great matchup. But I do think Oklahoma's the good better team. I think they win. I don't know if they cover the six, but I do think they win. Uh, I just think they're too they they're they're two, they're much better than Oklahoma State
0: is. Yeah. Um, and I'm not I'm not super trustworthy of all these guys, but if I had to pick Dylan Gabriel over Bowman, I'm picking Gabriel here. I think Bowman's not as um complete as Gabriel. As you can see, like he's thrown half as many touchdowns and one more interception. Um, so, any he, but he's still thrown two. He's only thrown six less passes, but he's thrown eight less touchdowns and one more interception than Dylan Gabriel. Um, so I think okay, so, uh, OKlahoma can get it done. What are you feeling like, Zwick?
2: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with the Sooners here. I, I just think they're a much better team. Um, this is has nothing to do with the fact that Oklahoma State. Shit all over Cincinnati last week. So definitely don't think about that when I say this. But the Sooners are a lot better than Oklahoma State. I think that they'll just I don't I mean it's a six-point spread. I obviously it's in still water, so that's what makes me think why it's only six. But
0: I don't know. I just think they're just a lot better of a team. Missouri, Georgia. I like Missouri a lot. But if you're looking at who they beat and who they lost to that Memphis team, like not great. Good win though. Good win against Vandy LSU. That should have been a win. They kind of threw that game away, but that's the difference between them and top teams. Cause then they beat a bad Kentucky team and a bad game Cox. Um, I think that in, in Georgia against number two, Georgia, I don't see them getting this one done. I think they can keep it kind of close, but I, I think Georgia kind of shows them up. I know it's no Brock Bowers, maybe that changes something, but I I don't know. I think I think Georgia's going to win here. What do you think, Sway?
2: I think this is a game where like Missouri cuts it's like 14 in like the third quarter mm-hmm. and everyone's like, "Oh shit, watch out. Like it's a game." And then Georgia has like a 15 play drive that eats up like 6 minutes and then they're just dead. So That's I true. I don't really believe in Missouri here. I Still don't believe that Ohio State should be over Georgia right now. That's kind of crazy. But Georgia's still the number two, arguably number one in the country. And I think they'll get it done. They're still in Athens. And Brock Bowers or no Brock Bowers, I still think they're gonna win this game. Let's see.
1: It's so weird to think that Missouri is a bullshit loss from LSU away from being a perfect 8 and 0. Like that is so weird to think about um that being said georgia is too good i think they're gonna come out really pissed that they're not the number one team in the country according to the committee they're gonna put up a really good win against missouri i don't know if i like the 15 because i'm smelling a weird backdoor cover by missouri here um but i georgia definitely wins this game without without any without any sweat
0: okay um notre dame clemson is this one worth going into
1: yeah i want to talk about the the texas game
0: okay Texas, yeah. Texas, Kansas State, or Texas and AM Ole Miss?
1: Uh, Kansas State, Texas. Okay.
0: Yes. Let's get into it.
1: Oh, oh you want me to lead off? You uh, you're the host. I'll, okay. I'll yeah. Yeah. Off. So,
0: all right. It's in Texas, uh, primetime, 12 p.m. Quinn Ewers looking a little iffy coming in. He's going to try and get a win over here against K State, a K State team. He's hurt. That, right. Yeah. I think he's going to play, though. Is I he playing? Be, is no. he not playing. I, I thought he was playing. playing. Oh, he might be. I, I think he. Let's is. Google it. Quinn your yeah. status. I. It's it's up in the air right now. I'm trying to see. Uh, I. It seems like he is playing. No, wait. No, he is out. He is. Sorry. He's out. He right. Is. Malik yeah. Murphy okay. coming in. Okay. Arch
1: Manning is dressing and is the backup for mm-hmm. this game. So I we hope that could makes it see some Arch. I don't root Manning. for
2: injuries, but. If okay. We see Marcus Manning. That would be exciting. Yeah, be so without cool. injuries,
0: would be good. Uh, yeah, Malik Murphy, who's also a freshman, so he must be looking really good. Um, I'm excited to see that. That does make this game instantly more watchable. Not that it wasn't watchable to begin with, but oh man, I don't know. It gets loud down there in Texas. K State, they're a lot of fun for sure. Um, and they, but their wins are against Southeastern Missouri, Troy. Uh, UCF, Texas Tech, TCU, and Houston. They do not have a legit win, like a legit impressive win (laughs) on their um, schedule here. When they play good teams, they played Oklahoma State, they lost, and they played Missouri, and they lost. They kept it close, though. Uh, I think Texas gets it done, and I'm hoping we see a little Arch Manning. What do you guys think? I think, well, the
2: spread is being four points is so weird. Yeah, it's sure. obviously it's because Quinn Ewers isn't playing, but I think obviously, I think if Quinn Ewers is playing, this is like a like a at least eight or nine point spread. I want to say for sure, but I still think Texas is way better of a team. That defense is legit. Um, the offense still has very good players surrounded, surrounded with you know, I know he's injured now, but surrounded by the quarterback position, and I just they're at home. I don't see them losing this game. Texas needs this game if they want to make a run at the playoffs. And I like the Longhorns
1: here. Let's see. Me too. Me too. Uh I'll retweet everything Swick said. Uh, they're just a better team, plain and simple. Uh the better team wins, better team will win this game at home. Um I was thinking about if this game were to be at Kansas State, what the spread would be. And it probably would be a pick'em, but I, I think there's too much talent around. Oh, excuse me. I know Quinn Ewers is a the focal point of that offense and that team, but I think there's a lot of talent surrounding him uh, in the skill positions as well as the defense, that they're going to be too much for Kansas State in the end, and at home too. And like Swick said, they need this game really badly if they want to make a shot at make a run at the playoffs, which they're still very much in the picture for. Uh, so give me Texas at home on the money line. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bet the money line, but I don't think they're gonna lose.
0: All right, that's going to do it for us here at The Couch. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back earlier in the week, I guess, technically later. Earlier in the new week to be discussing the NFL college football bets. We'll be they back they next did. week. There you go. Next week, that's another way of saying We'll definitely that. be back. We'll definitely be back. Um, Yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, our bets, how they did from both NFL and college football. Probably going to talk a little in-season tournament since we'll have our first taste of that. And yeah, it's good to be back. Best year, best time of the year for sports, in my opinion. I'm I'm loving it. And
1: college basketball starting up next week too.
0: Yes, mm. we'll be we'll be talking about that as well. Direction.
1: And... I'm still here. I love yeah.
0: football. It's it's awesome. I do love football. It's the best. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. All right. Thank you all for listening. And peace.